And that's a wrap on a hard-fought Week Zero football game between the Yukon Huskies and Utah State Aggies. Yukon took the defending Mountain West champs wire to wire, shockingly covering with ease 31 to 20. We now go to the post-game news conference with Yukon head football coach Jim Mora. Take it away. I'm really proud of our guys. The way we came out and fought hard today. You know, to lose your top quarterback and top running back but never give up, that says something. This team has a lot of heart. There's a culture shift happening in that locker room, and UConn football is back. Uh, Coach Mora, what would you say about the negativity surrounding the program, particularly that this team was, I don't know, soft? Yeah, I just kind of chuckled to myself when I heard that crap all offseason. Our running back had 190 yards on 20 carries. So who's the pussy now? Uh, what do you attribute that newfound toughness to, Coach Mora? Yeah, I actually outlawed our entire team from taking any liberal arts or feminist studies classes. In fact, I literally barred them from having any contact with anyone from the University of Yukon. Students, faculty, even the woke mailman with the Ukraine stickers on his uniform. Fuck them. Fuck them all. Uh, are, are you saying you're based, Coach Mora? I drink coffee out of my Ronald Reagan mug every morning while I do several hundred push-ups in my Gagston flag boxer briefs that can barely contain my Thor-like hammercock. Uh, so that's a yes? Listen, I literally live in fucking Idaho. I flew out like 20 members of my family here to Utah State. I know I coached at UCLA before this, but that's only because I got divorced, and LA is a 75% of the Brazzers roster. So if I wasn't plowing out actual porn stars that could suck a marble through a straw, I was banging UCLA Asian co-eds with vaginas tighter than $3 steak. What do you think of Goose and Salbaps? They faded you and your entire team and said, you suck giant dick. Yeah, fuck those fags. Listen, they made us the boss cock lock of the week, whatever that even means. But I think it's because I have a giant mandingo penis and I just pegged them with it. And another thing, we can sue people for opinions in the state of Connecticut. So let's fucking sue them for being complete dumbasses and defrauding people of losing bets. Anything else you want the people to know, Coach Mora? Yeah. Make that bread and butter them hoes. Oh yeah. I am the mongoose. But you can just call me Goose. I throw the pussy like Elway, but unlike John Elway, I do not have a Stanford degree, nor am I a raging alcoholic. And much like Elton John, I'm a rocket man, but unlike Elton John, I do not offer dudes $50,000 to have them jerk off in front of me, allegedly, nor do I suck cock. But according to various stops on the Atlantic City boardwalk, $20 is $20. But Keep in mind that's also Atlantic City where crackheads roam the city like it's evil dead and the hookers have vaginas deeper than your weird aunt's beanie baby collection. To my right, the Teflon Don, taking haymakers to the grill like Rocky Balboa versus Clubber Lang and Rocky Three, Getting thrown off the top of the hell in a cell 1998 like Mick Foley, bloodied and bruised but still entertaining the masses, the Sicilian Sex Panther, everyone's favorite degenerate gambler, Salbaps. Week zero, huh? A little bit of a blue ball situation, huh? What do you think? I think... Uh, Got us all teased up. I think it was fucking mayhem the first weekend, and we are about to... We are literally in the eye of the hurricane, and it's just about to get crazier. We are about to storm Normandy Beach. Absolutely. Now, shout out if you're uh, looking on the various pod po po podcasts. I can't even fucking talk right now platforms uh shout out to fiverr the app fiverr f-i-v-e-r-r -R. 
Uh, no, of course they are not sponsoring us, but we do have to uh, mention our sick kind of logo that you may be uh, looking at this week. Now, frankly, uh, Bin Laden's 13th wife designed it for literally, and I'm not, I'm not making this shit up, literally $10. Now, I tipped her $12, but Salbeps, it kind of felt like slave labor, paying her that little. Uh, but I don't know, maybe joke's on us because the currency conversion rate probably came out to like $900. So she's literally dining on lobster rolls and champagne as we speak and probably thinks we're losers. Yeah, she's richer than us now. Yeah. But shout out to her and loving the new podcast cover there. It's good. I like it. Now, Apps, before we get started here, I do have to mention you cannot fucking believe this. I went to the casino yesterday. I was again loving some of the plays still on the board that I couldn't imagine that they... Hadn't changed when they should have. I split the zeros on the roulette wheel. Would you fucking believe it? I hit again. I can't because you're due. You're due for good fortune, dude. Like, I, I do believe it. Listen, if this is any indicator, you need to fucking tell me right now. This is your last chance. I agree. I played the zeros in roulette three times in my life. All three times I've hit. Now, Grant, I did split them each time, so I didn't go for the, the exact number, but still, who fucking cares? You're talking about uh, two out of 38 odds. I played it three times, and I've hit all three fucking times. Salbaps, I've made a lot of money off splitting these zeros here. Take a, wi- take a wild guess. We're going to go into my picks from this weekend here in a minute, but take a wild guess how many parlays are on the table that I have right now. Ten. Higher. Seventeen. Uh, higher. You're getting warmer, but keep going. How the, how can you, how long were you at that kiosk? Uh, I put in some time. Let's, like, all right. The, they've stopped IDing me at the door. Let's put it that way. I have 20, 30, 25, 30, 30, 30, literally 30 parlays on the table. This is either going to be a giant, just, I'm going to be just punching myself and crying into a pillow all weekend long, or you're literally witnessing history. You're witnessing <laughs> stuff of Epic, historic proportions. What the legends are made of. Literally, they will be making a movie, hopefully, that I'm writing in a couple years from now about this weekend. So, we shall see. All your parlays are alive. Shout out, though, to uh, the casino there, the, the Redneck Casino that it is, helping a brother out. Now, guys, uh, before we get started here, I do have to mention it one more fucking time here. Leave a five-star review. Write a sentence. I know you can do it. You know, unless you're from Arkansas where literacy isn't everything, you can fucking write. I know you can do that much. It literally could be anything. It could be Goose's parlays or like Highlander. There can only be one. It could be Salbab's bets over here taking more shots than Paul Castellano or 2015 Mia Khalifa. Could not be- that bad. Well, we'll get into it. Could be Goose performed at my sister's bachelorette party and gave her crabs. Ooh, ooh. Juicy. Uh, just leave the five-star review and some kind of actual written human review because that's how the agor- algorithms work on the various podcast platforms. So if you like our show and you, you want to help us, you want to defeat help cancel us. culture, you want to defeat all the wokesters out there, that's an easy way to do it. Help us. And also follow us on Twitter at Butter and Hose, Twitter at Butter and Hose. Like I said before, we'll be going live in upcoming weeks if we get our followers up with any last-minute bets and injury updates on Saturday mornings. And, uh, and and here's the thing about that. I am a absolute sniper with live betting. Like I'm just, it, it's my thing. I am like Chris Kyle with the pointed mouse. 
Uh, it, it, it is true. It is true. I mean, so, sniper. He he is the fucking the Sicilian sniper. So yes. make sure you're on Twitter following us, and we do troll random fan bases. Sometimes we don't even fucking agree with what we're saying, but no. we just do it to troll them. So make sure uh, you're following us at Butter and Hose. All right, Salbabs, week zero's over, but there's so much to talk about, so much that we're buzzing about. Let's get into it. This is Buzzed. I know one thing, though. You know, pot is not like alcohol. Alcohol changes your mood sometimes. Like, go to a bar at happy hour and see some just happy motherfuckers there. <laughs> see those guys going, hey, fuck you, my man. Hey, hey, listen to me. Listen to me, you piece of shit. Listen, you do not know shit about fuck, my man. You want a piece of yourself? Hmm? Step outside, I'll kick my ass. Come on. Salbaps, this podcast is just absolutely taking off. Can you believe we have a repeat sponsor? Yes. I you, do. You do believe it. Okay. I do wow. believe it. That is a change of tone from previous weeks. Yes, okay. I, I believe it. Well, uh, today's episode, Buzzed, is not brought to you by Yukon Pegging. Do you get excited about SportsCenter covering the WNBA more than they do Big Ten football? Do you enjoy letting your girlfriend yell at you while she's bloated and listening to the Call Her Daddy podcast while wearing $90 Lululemon sweatpants she bought with your maxed out Coinbase credit card? Do you tweet pregnant man emojis to contribute to the downfall of Western society? Then don't fret. Get Yukon Pegging. Yukon Pegging is a broad-based 24-7 service that supplies Yukon women's basketball players with giant strap-on dildos to fuck you in the ass. Don't just take our word for it. Here's some testimonials from some of our recent customers. Hi, I'm Goose from the Making Bread and Buttering Hose podcast. Yeah, I actually went undefeated on a recent Saturday betting college football. I was feeling really good about life and my general skills in the college football gambling space until UConn pegged me in the ass so deep in ways I haven't felt since the casting couches of Hollywood in 2011. Now I'm back to feeling like a complete dumbass and swiping on whores on Bumble even though they shadow banned me. Thanks for taking away my pride and self-worth. I couldn't have done it without you, Yukon Pegging. Yukon Pegging has state-of-the-art technology, utilizing woke women scissoring each other so tight you'd think you were sitting ringside at WrestleMania 1992 with a Ric Flair figure for leg lock. Hi. I'm Sal Babs from the Making Bread and Buttering Hose podcast. I put a significant amount of money fading Yukon, thinking white trash Mormons from Utah could actually cover. To my delight, I was brought down to my knees and forced to re-examine myself as I suffered for the sins of the patriarchy of white privilege, even though I'm Sicilian and don't actually consider myself white because I'm actually based on like all these other Angelo Saxons. Now I ask permission from my girlfriend to masturbate. Thanks, Yukon Pegging. You're the best. Yukon Pegging, coming soon. All right, Salbaps. The FFCC was in full effect in week zero. We're going back to the club. Let's, uh, are we adding anybody to the FFCC, first of all? You goddamn right we are. Who are we adding? We're adding the guy who thought he could save Nebraska football oh. and the entire state to be relevant, Scott fucking Frost. You are now in the club. Goose. This guy, this week, 10.5-point favorite. The entire state of Nebraska was invading this country. I know. It was, it was, How I was, do I was you hyped. lose this game? 
Polinsky's on like his seventh team in three years. I I don't really have words for it outside of that Nebraska just has a way of snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. I mean, a lot of people are giving shit to Frost for the the onside kick. And granted, hindsight 2020. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. But you can't lose this game as a a 10.5-point favorite knowing that you're going into this with your job already in jeopardy. Yeah. The fact that you brought – and after the game, you say how your your offensive staff needs to adapt to this league. Dude, he's he's fake, Way to throw your fucking – your coaching staff under the bus like that. Granted, the the AD there at Nebraska made him hire those people. But, yo, Scott Frost, listen, maybe at UCF when you had a different caliber of athlete, I don't know. It's just not working out at Nebraska. This is a bad fit. He's in the fake fucking coaches club. He's going to stay there because this is going to happen all fucking year. I'm telling you, this guy, actually, I will make a some kind of pledge that this guy will not make it through the season. Uh, I don't believe he will. His buyout, who are they going to beat? His buyout drops 50% by, like, October. So, who are they? I mean, they play Oklahoma in a couple of weeks. So they're who gonna, are they going to beat? They're going to get rolled there. This is Nebraska. You are not supposed to lose like this at this school. This is not any other school. You don't have the luxury of losing all the time like this. He cannot beat anyone. I don't care if they're close games. He loses all of them. I, I agree. It's at, at some point, the stat becomes you instead of just crazy That's luck. That's a great quote. The stat becomes you, no matter what. Yes, that was uh, Machiavelli, I believe. The stat becomes you. All right, so we got Scott Frost now. He's our fourth member of the fake fucking coaches club. To recap, I believe we have uh, James Franklin, of course, uh, Mike Loxley, uh, Mac Mac Brown Brown is in, and we're going to take – we're doing a little checkup on him. Oh, okay, give me an update. A little checkup on Mac Brown. We saw this weekend that they kind of struggled against Florida A&M. Like, bro – what are you going to do against these other teams that you play in this league? You can't get this defense fixed. It's been how many years now? Stop giving up points. Fix the motherfucking defense. Get it fixed. Well, he brought in Gene Chizik. Who's the loser? Loser. Did you see Florida A&M? They literally almost didn't even play that game. Florida A&M is a FCS school. They FCS. Almost, they almost didn't play that game because they had like 25 kids who were ruled academically ineligible. And they covered. So you're telling me. You go in against an FCS school, and they are they're down twenty five guys, and you still fucking struggle. It's, unac- with it's them? unacceptable. Unacceptable. We didn't even bet it, but it's unacceptable. Unacceptable. Now I will say Drake May did look okay. Did. But listen, when you have a freaking D line like App State coming at you, he's not going to be able to scramble like that without getting his fucking head taken off. This so. is unacceptable. I'm I'm tired of this. They're down their number one wide receiver who got hurt in camp. Fucking Tar Heel fans, I'm sorry, but it does not look good for you. You might as well just start. Uh, you might have Midnight Madness for basketball this weekend. <laughs> I like it. All right, so I'm going to give you a couple quick uh, my own reactions, Salbaps. Now, Salbaps, we're going to get to you in a little bit about your egregious picks to mankind. I fucking, I fucking killed it. Outside of the UConn play, which wasn't even that heavy for me, and one Nebraska Moneyline sprinkle, listen, I fucking hammered hammered the 15-and-a-half Nebraska Northwestern over, and this thing fucking covered by, like, the we, beginning, beginning of the And we quarter. tweeted that out as a play, and it did hit. We tweeted it easily. Well, you, you tweeted it out without I asking for my out. permission. But I, it's because I, I trusted you. True, true. But I, I was 15-and-a-half. You did 52. It, it's still, it, it doesn't it, matter. It, it, it went over matter. way. It went over 58. It, yeah, exactly. So it was it was a strong play for me. It was my second biggest play outside of Utah Moneyline and all my parlays. So – 
I needed this one fucking bad. Listen, Mark Whipple, I thought he would re-ramp the, the, revamp the offense. Um, Thompson did look pretty decent. At, at I know he had a couple of the picks, but that was more the receiver's fault. Having said that, Phil Steele comes through again. The bigger biggest reason I, I bet the over here, Northwestern was predicted to be one of Phil Steele's top 10 most improved offenses. And Dude, hallelujah. they can do it. They, they can move the ball. Dude, what does it say about the state of college football when tempo, tempo, tempo is being run by not only Northwestern, but Brett Bielema and the Illini there in Illinois? They look good. We're going to get to them, too, in a little bit. Now, as I told you on this podcast, fade all the fucking teams that got destroyed in the transfer portal. This is a huge source of information that casual football fans are not paying attention to. Vegas is absolutely taking advantage of it. This is like bowl season, okay? If you are a a, a college football fan and you want to win bets, put in a little bit of the work and just look at who got destroyed in the transfer portal. Fade all those fucking teams. Really, it's 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 that simple. Betting isn't hard. If you when you lose players to other organizations and universities, you don't just replace them. This isn't the NFL. You cannot just replace them with a free agent. Unless you're Mel Tucker and you're bringing in, bringing in guys who are twice as good as the guys who are leaving, that's a different case. He's a wizard, though. We're, we'll get to that. Then. When, when, when you're Wyoming, when you're Hawaii, exactly. you can't and, you, and, you, and you lose 30 guys and you bring in the freaking third string from... You, you know, have intramural... Like Greek Week fraternity players yeah. playing for you. You don't have replacements for this. No, no. You, you have to fade those teams, and I think you continue to fade them until the lines catch up, which hasn't happened yet. They will, but for now, we're going to exploit them. I do have to say, my former school that I attended for a complete one semester, 4-0, but nevertheless, UNLV, Las Vegas, all the hood rats out there in the desert, a team to watch, to cover in the Mountain West. There's a lot of skilled talent on the outside, did you see this fucking wide receiver they got there from, from Sparty, Ricky White? I loved him. Why is he at UNLV? Why is he Dude, not at Michigan Mark State? Mark Antonio, man. Just they, when you had an offense that puts up 11 points, he wanted out. He got out before Mel Tucker got there. This Ricky White kid at UNLV, he alone is a reason why you should bet the over. But UNLV actually looks like a competent football program. Listen, I, I got to say, I think I'm feeling really good about the Fresno State play that we have. They're going to roll the Mountain West. I mean, Utah State. Look like complete dog shit. That's their only comp. I mean, maybe San Diego State. SDSU, yeah. Maybe San Diego State is decent with a lockdown D. I still really do like Air Force, and I think Boise is going to have a a really good defense as well. But that's really the only real competition, in my my opinion. So UNLV, a kind of people. You can still bet this. It's still up. You can do it. You can get on Fresno State. You should. And UNLV, keep it on your radar as a team to cover here in the Mountain West. Absolutely agree. You called that, and they absolutely were the right move. You did it right. UConn, the UConn Huskies, fucking shocking. Look like a competent Division I normal football team. They lost Taquan Robertson at quarterback. And I got to say, the, the Penn State transfer... This was not the kid who couldn't even run the fucking offense last year at Kinnick Stadium. He looked he looked legit. He looked good. And they lose their number one wide receiver. It doesn't matter. They still look good, especially defensively. Freaking uh, Mora there just running all kinds. of. They lose their D.C. It, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, either the Mountain West sucks and Utah State was just like a, you know, that was just a thing that doesn't exist anymore or this team's improved. I'm going to go with a little bit of both. Yeah, it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. I, I agree. I, I think UConn has improved drastically. I think Mora does have them 
somewhat based in being, you know. Look, their over-under wins was two and a half. They lost by 11 in their first game. I still don't want to jump the gun on them. They do play some good teams. Did you see their fucking, their running back, Carter? 190 yards. Yeah. On 20 carries. This this wasn't like... Utah State was unprepared. They were not ready for this game. They have Alabama next week. and the, I don't know why they would even think that that matters because they're literally going to lose by 100. Listen, I don't, I don't care if you're freaking playing the uh, Sisters of the Poor. They weren't ready to go. You put up 190 yards on 20 carries. I mean, he did have the one fumble that really kind of fucked UConn in momentum, but you know, this guy was breaking tackles. He was bulldozing people. UConn, fucking yeah, surprise team say, of week man. zero. I mean, they, 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 they beat me. They got me there. Now, speaking of UConn, Mr. Salbaps here, he put a heavy wager on this team. He needs to answer for his crimes. We're introducing a brand new segment here on Making Bread and Buttering Hose. We like to call it Bets on Trial. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You shit-kicking stinky horseman horse smelling motherfucker, you! I'm afforded the right to speak in my own defense, sir, by the Constitution of the United States. This is the same document which the guarantees my liberty. United States. Now, liberty, in case you've forgotten, is the soul's right to breathe. Sir, you're out of order. Out of order? I show you out of order! This country is founded, at least in part, on the firm belief that unpopular speech is absolutely vital to the health of our nation. How much did you fucking lose? Everything. What do you mean, everything? Everything, everything. For Christ's sake, Vic, everything. The savings, the business, everything. Bits on trial. Hear he, hear he. Court is now in session. Your honor and ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the defendant has been charged with the crime of screwing the pooch on the opening weekend of the college football season. Worse yet, he let his personal opinions get in the way of fading a state more than an actual football team. The evidence will show that Salbaps here defrauded the base betters of making bread and buttering hose on the evening and day of August 27th, 2022. Now, the defendant's fingerprints were all over these picks, especially the boss cock lock. The evidence I present today will prove to you that the defendant is guilty as charged. Men, women, non-binary communists from Chicago, please do not take this man serious. Mr. Salbaps, may I ask you what possibly possessed you to take a Hawaii team that had the transfer portal absolutely decimated, worse than any vivid video starring Jenna Jameson from 1999, to actually think? Timmy Chang. Timmy Chang. A wide receivers coach last year at the University of Nevada, Reno could actually resurrect in game one a football team that literally staged a mutiny against its former head coach last year. What were you thinking? Resurrection's a little harsh. Look, Hawaii last year was undefeated against the spread at home as an underdog. I was going off trends of what I had known. Vanderbilt is a team that absolutely has trouble winning games, period. So laying more than a touchdown on the road I thought was unreasonable, and I believe nine times out of ten, that's my own stat. This doesn't work out this way. I was on the wrong side of it. What do you want? Oh, I see. It's the classic gotta bet Hawaii on the island argument. So 1999. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, this is pure lies, as evidenced by the fact that the Action Network ranked Hawaii's home field advantage as a paltry 
number 118 in the nation for only one and a half points per game. In fact, since 2012, they have only covered their home spread 38% of the time. Furthermore, their former stadium, Aloha Stadium, was literally condemned. Their new home field seats exactly 10,000 people, half of which are drunk Polynesians eating poke bowls and spearfishing at halftime. I believe I did the right thing, Your Honor. This was a game that was late at night. Hawaii usually covers these games at night when no one's watching. They're on till about 2.30 in the fucking morning. No one can see it. And you wake up and see that you lose a bet. I've had success in the past with this. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care if you bet this and I've made you lose money. I'm going to do it again. I'm not afraid. Vanderbilt is not a program to lay more than a touchdown. I rest my case. Your Honor. Please look at Exhibit B. Salbaps bet on an actual UConn football game, which is in of itself a questionable decision. He not only took Utah State minus 13 and a half in the first half, but he also doubled down and took them at minus 28 for the whole game. The whole game. I did. He double dipped in a game that was clearly a trap, despite doing a weekly segment warning about such things. Worse yet, he made his co-host an accessory to this crime, convincing him to make the Yukon game the boss cock lock, causing severe emotional distress and damages to his good name and wrecking several parlays. For that, I am sorry. But I will say this. I am not afraid to keep going against this team. Utah State did not care about this game. They had Alabama looming in the future. The focus was clearly on this as a warm-up game. They won by 11. It's not like UConn really was that great. I still believe fading them will be profitable. I am not going to back down from this, and I will continue to take first-half wagers to cut down big lines. Final arguments, please, Your Honor. It's simple. Salbaps is guilty of defrauding the base betters of making bread and buttering hose. His head is clearly not in the game, as he is still in Major League Baseball and NBA Summer League mode. Do what you will with me. I am not afraid anymore. I will continue to bet fiercely like this and continue to take first halves of superior teams against inferior opponents. Fuck UConn and fuck everybody that hates on this wager. Take the loss like a man, and I will take my sentence like a man as well. The jury has spoken. Sal Baps is guilty. <gasps> for sentencing, he must read Phil Steele's season preview magazine for 25 hours and watch five whole seasons of feminist shows on Hulu where the lead female protagonist kills her husband. <sighs> All right, Sal Baps, fresh off the witness stand. You've watched Handmaid's Tale 39 times in a I, row. Yes. We've, we've accepted you back onto the podcast. You have answered for your crimes, and you've, you've done your time, your hard manual labor. I am a feminist now. You are a feminist now. Correct. You are literally, I'm looking at you with giant, curly, uh, purple-pink hair uh, with your U Ukraine sticker uh, on you, BLM, and... Uh, coexist on my bumper. Yes, and coexist on the bumper. So I think it's time for you to get back in the fold of things. I think it's time for It's a Trap. <sighs> It's a trap! 
It's a trap! MSU minus 21 against Western Michigan. Check this out. Peyton Thorne, the quarterback for MSU. His dad is the OC at Western Michigan. Guess what that that. means? He knows everything about him. I still can't beat my dad one-on-one in basketball. The father always wins. We are going to make sure people are aware that if you take MSU minus 21, you might be walking into a trap. Just be very, very, very careful of this game. It's an interstate rivalry. MAC teams play very well against Michigan, Ohio State, and MSU. Yeah, they do. I mean, for whatever reason, it seems like Michigan State always fucking opens up week one with like one of these directional Michigan schools. I'm actually shocked about that Peyton Thorne. I, I literally have not heard anybody else say that. So, fucking Sal Baps here, trying to make up for his uh, bets on trial. I'm, I'm impressed with that one right there. Listen, Michigan State, they got a lot going on this year, but this is a sneaky game. Any- it is. It's a sneaky game. It, they always open up, like you said, against these Mac schools, and it's they don't blow them out. No, they don't. And I think the line's actually, it's not 21 anymore. I think it's actually 22 and a half. So, all the more reason. Just be careful, people. Any other games uh, that are trapped? UConn! (laughs) It's a trap! Look, they played well. I got put on trial for them. Now people think this team's cool. They're not cool. They're now laying 20 points at home against Central (laughs) Central Connecticut State. It doesn't matter. This team is not good enough to lay three touchdowns against anyone. Do not bet this. People are going to be fooled by this. Going to go, oh, well, I fucking lost on that game against, you know, Utah State. I'm going to take UConn. They look improved. They look improved because Utah State was drunk and high on mushrooms. (laughs) They didn't give a fuck. They play Alabama this week. UConn is terrible. Do not lay this. But don't, don't even bet this game. Just be careful of it and don't even bet it. Don't even watch it. It's not on TV. Don't, yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, it's probably on ESPN. It's on Ocho. nothing. I would just stay the hell away from it. Don't even, don't even breathe in the same vicinity as it. It's as just anything in the state. All right, LA. I, all right, I, I like it. So, Salbaps, we're gonna introduce a brand new segment. Oh yeah. Week zero. I mean, it was it was kind of real, but but not really. It was kind of like it was blue balls. It was it was second base. We are about yeah. to go the full on penetration action here and we're going to be given unprotected we're going to be given our six picks of the week you can fade us follow us it doesn't matter and we are really betting these games these are not us just giving you games we're actually wagering on these these are literal bets for us we call this segment pick six i'm coming at you the penn state and purdue over 53 and a half i think i just saw 52 and a half on fanduel Fine. I don't care. I started betting this at 54 and a half. I don't care. Now, listen, I'm going to go into this game a little bit later with you because I think we actually may have an agreement on this one. So we're going to skip this one for now. But listen, hammer the Penn State and Purdue over 53 and a half, 52 and a half, 54 and a half. It doesn't matter. Anything under 55, you freaking hammer. Pick number two, Utah at Florida over 51 and a half. Now, Sabab's. Our viewers may uh, may remember the first episode, Boss Cocklock, still in effect. We picked Utah Moneyline at Florida. And that's still in effect. And the line has risen since we talked about that. It's up to now Utah minus three. It has. Now, I am loving right now this, this point spread. Listen, this is a little bit of covering my ass, but I do genuinely listen. Phil Steele has Utah as a, a top 10 overall uh, offense in the country. I think people are still thinking that this is like 2012 Kyle Whittingham, Utah. This team is loaded. I mean, like I said, I started betting at 53 and a half. It's now down to 51 and a half. I think this is an absolute steal. 
I think they're going to put up close to 38 points a game uh, this year for that offense. And if that's the case, and Florida is only even... Let, let's play devil's advocate. There's rumors coming out of Florida camp that freaking Anthony Richardson is Cam Newton 2.0. It's propaganda. If that is true, though, and this Utah offense is even remotely resembles what we think it is, this over is going to get absolutely creamed. I will say the one thing holding this back, thunderstorms are predicted, which could slow gameplay. And, you know, especially down there in Gainesville in the swamp, it could cause guys to cramp up. Typically, when there's a long weather delay, that's when the unders hit. But I'm just saying, I'm loving the over here. Kyle Whittingham, he loves his wide receivers. I think this is going to be a hell of a game. I think Utah does win, but I'm loving the over 51 and a half. Pick number three, Georgia State plus 12 and a half at South Carolina. South Apps, as you will attest, I started nailing this at Georgia State plus 13 and a half. Listen, Georgia State went six and two last year in Sunbelt play. Second half of the year, they were an absolute unit. They beat Coastal Carolina at home and they lost to Billy Napier at Louisiana 17 to 21. You know how many starters are back for this squad? 15. 15 starters are back and guess what? I am not sold on Spencer Rattler. He he's a is, punk. He's a punk. He's a cancer. If South Carolina rolls out he's a to Gen a Gen Z loser. He is. If if South Carolina rolls out to a 21 to nothing lead, then he'll probably be fucking all-American. I don't think that's going to happen against this squad. If you get Spencer Rattler in that second half to where it's a close game, I'm telling you right now, this guy's going to fucking fold like a deck of cards. He was pulled at Oklahoma for not coming through in close games. He couldn't do anything. We talked about Utah State maybe looking ahead to Alabama. South Carolina plays at Arkansas next week to open SEC play. There you this go. is a classic trap game. I am rolling with Georgia State. Anything I think that's over 10 is an absolute steal. Georgia State plus 12 and a half. Lock it down. Pick number four. I am loving Cincinnati at Arkansas over 51 and a half. Now listen, Cincinnati, they lost a ton on the defensive side of the ball, including many of the coaching staff. We've talked about that before. At a school like uh, freaking uh, Cincinnati, you just can't afford that. And the, the offensive coordinator for Cincinnati, he went to LSU. Desmond Ritter is gone. But the offense on that uh, for that squad does return eight starters. So you talk about a, a defense that I think has five starters back, uh, juxtaposed with an offense that returns eight starters, including the entire offensive line. You throw in K.J. Jefferson's back for Arkansas. Ken O'Briles has a returning quarterback to work with for the first time in his entire career. Jadon Hazelwood, the transfer from Oklahoma. This dude's killing it in camp, and Sam Pittman believes they have answers to replace Traylon Burks. I think you add up all those factors, and this is another over that gets absolutely smoked. Now, I will say, uh, defensive coordinator for Arkansas, Barry Odom. This dude's a fucking wizard. But he only, I like him. He only returns four starters. Ugh. Both these defenses have been gutted. I think we're going to see fireworks in this one. Let me just say, remember a couple uh, episodes ago, I said overs were going to hit in this week one. You did. My rationale, though, was that they were going to hit because defensive holding was going to be a point of emphasis this year. And we saw none of it. We saw none of it in week zero. There was also, I watched every snap of Nebraska versus Northwestern. There was plays that pass interference should have been called, and it wasn't. So you add up they all those factors. Listen. Refs were swallowing their whistle week zero for whatever reason. I do not believe that happens. You throw in the fact that, dude, the tackling was atrocious. All these kids now in all these camps, they just do thud. They don't tackle. So you talk about 
blown coverage, poor tackling, and I think you're going to see the, the referees start to really enforce pass interference. They're going to want high-scoring games for these networks. I'm telling you, overs are the play. So pick number five, Arizona at San Diego State over 47.5. Now listen to me. San Diego State unders have become like old Miss overs. It's profitable to fade them. Brady Hoke will not put up huge numbers. but no, they will, will not. They will get in the 20s with a solid overall football team. Now, the San Diego State defense is always nasty in the Mountain West, but people are sleeping on Arizona. Listen, Jaden Delora, the transfer QB from Washington State. This dude, I watched him a couple games last year. Athletic as all hell. And he can throw on the run, which he's probably going to need to do against the San Diego State D-line. But he's quick enough to evade them. Now, UTEP looked bad against North Texas in Week 0. You want to know why? Their star wide receiver, Jacob Cowling, yeah, he transferred to Arizona. He's a stud. He's going to light up even a really solid San Diego State defense. And Arizona also had the number 25 ranked overall recruiting class. The best of the group was a wide receiver ranked number 51 overall in the nation, Mark this name down, kids. Tatora McMillan. Tatora McMillan and Jacob Cowling are giving Arizona and Jaden Delara one of the most potent offensive skill groups in the entire Pac-12. You heard it here first. I am loving Arizona San Diego State over 47.5. Pick number six, Old Dominion plus 7.5 at home versus Virginia Tech. We've talked about this game a little bit before. We have. Let me just reiterate, Old Dominion won their last five games after starting off slow because the woke administration there made them sit out the entire 2020 season. It was basically them and UConn and the Gavin Newsom United Nations School for the Poor. Now, the offense returns 10 starters. The offense returns, let me say it again, 10 starters, including quarterback Hayden Wolf and tight end Zach Kuntz. Now, this dude is a transfer from Penn State. He's a central Pennsylvania legend. Literally, the dude is 6'8", cannot be stopped in the red zone. Now, he can't fucking block your 11-year-old sister, but who cares? It's offensive football in the year 2022. Tight ends don't need to block. They don't. Now, Virginia Tech was ravaged in the transfer portal. You want to talk about teams to fade from the transfer portal, this is one of them. And this just happened today. The starting tailback for Virginia Tech, Malachi Thomas, he's out. He's out of the game. It is confirmed he is not playing against Old Dominion. Ricky Ronnie has a schematic advantage in his old buddy Brent Pry all their years at Penn State going against each other. Old Dominion fired their offensive coordinator in camp, but as we saw with UConn, firing their defensive coordinator. Who cares? Ronnie knows how to coach Bull and put up huge points, especially now that he's away from fake fucking football coach James Franklin. I'm telling you, Old Dominion plus seven and a half, lock it in. All right, Sal Baps, let me hear your pick six. All right, dude, we're going to start with Michigan first half, minus 15. Now, mind you, we are shooting this earlier in the week. These lines may change when you see them. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. I do like this a lot. We know Michigan has a quarterback competition going on, which means these guys have to fucking show up. We know Cade McAmeric can do what he can do. He wasn't the greatest quarterback in the world last year, but their team still made the playoffs. I think you've got to roll with this guy, and I think he knows that he has a short leash. He's got to perform in the first half. He's going to get the start. I believe Michigan first half minus 15 is a good wager. Next, we're going to go to Tulsa minus six and a half. We're fading Wyoming. We talked about teams that got killed in the transfer portal. We're going to fade them until they hurt our pockets. Yes. Tulsa minus six and a half. 
at Wyoming. Doesn't matter. We saw Illinois just roll in there and dominate. This is a low-hanging fruit kind of line. Wyoming is trash. We're going to fade them. Yeah. Texas A&M minus 29 and a half. This team, I believe this is low. I actually think this number should be higher than this. I think they actually win this game by 40 to 50 points. I don't see mercy. I know that Jimbo's out for blood this year. This is a big year for this franchise. I mean, this fucking team. They have to fucking kill people this year because they got to stay up in the top teams where they got to stay up in the top of the rankings. They got to blow pe- They got to blow teams out. I like Haynes King coming back at quarterback. Max Johnson not winning that job. I'm not. I'm staying away from it. But I'm okay. laying this, people. I'm laying this 29 and a half. I think they roll by 40. Do not be afraid. Do not let Goose talk you into some crap. This is a pure low-hanging fruit. Again, this line should be higher. The next one, Western Kentucky minus 16 at Hawaii. We're fading Hawaii. Fuck them. They fucked us last week. We're <laughs> fading them now. They're trash. I stand by everything I said before, but now that I know what I know, they got nothing. Chang's out of his feet. He, he's got, there's no shot Did, did you see Western Kentucky, though, barely beat an FCS squad, I, Austin P? What, this is, I'm, this is a betting line here. If this team is so bad and they're laying 16 against Hawaii, what does that tell you? That's how bad Hawaii actually is. I mean. Listen, Vegas knows that nobody's out there sprinting to bet these stupid games on this island, right? Like, this isn't a big game that people are going to be betting. So the fact that Western Kentucky's minus 16 at Hawaii shows me Hawaii's just truly that horrible. Okay. They're just that fucking I'm staying away from it, but okay. I love it. My other one, LSU Moneyline, three units. This is one of my bigger bets. Moneyline and eat the juice. This is Brian Kelly's time. He has better talent than he's had at Notre Dame here. These are better athletes. This is SEC caliber athletes. These guys can make up distances that people that play for Notre Dame could not. Better strength and conditioning. Better speed. Better weaponry. Better. I'm sorry, Notre Dame, but this is more of an insane fan base than you guys. You guys are kind of soft now. LSU fans are lunatics. This game is going to be in Louisiana. We have to to take this. We've the, got game's, to the game's not only in Louisiana. It's in the fucking Superdome in New Orleans. You never fade LSU in the Superdome. This is one of my bigger bets. LSU money line. The final one. Georgia first half. We're trying to cut this line down. Georgia first half minus eight and a half. Listen, Oregon soft team, Pac-12 new coach, woke fucking everything. Georgia hardcore, Kirby smart got his bag. Time to go to work. I know that they might have a little bit of like a hangover period here because they won the championship last year, finally beat Alabama, was a big moment for Kirby Smart's career. But I actually think it's him just getting started. I really think him beating Nick Saban was really his arrival at this point. I believe they're one of the best programs that will be dominating for the next 10 years. And I think Georgia absolutely rolls easy in the first half in this game, minus eight and a half. Those are my six picks. All right, Sal Baps, we must redeem ourselves for the atrocity that was last week. I, I already I paid for my sins. I watched The Handmaid's Tale 19 times. It is now time for the Boss Cock Lock. lock. Boss Cock. She got an exquisite pussy. Well, how about my exquisite erection, huh? Yes, we've taken, uh, 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 we've drank together. We've uh, we've had cocaine together maybe a couple of times. Boss cock. All right, Sal Baps, I'm literally wearing my Penn State socks right now. I may be speaking as a total homer here, but you know me. I fucking fade Penn State all the time. Oh, yeah. All the time. Like we see, I, Here's the thing, people. We don't care 
We just go where the money goes. We Absolutely. don't give a shit. I just said Michigan State was. I'm, I don't like. I I hate Ohio State with every fiber and being in my body. Guess what? I have the mortgage on Jackson Smith and Jigba Heisman futures. So mortgage. when it comes to the money, we are fucking. 1940s Omerta Italian mobsters. Yes, it is a code. We do not break the code. We do not not break the code. So, having said all that, the Penn State at Purdue owner, uh, over, I briefly mentioned it before. Uh, FanDuel has it at 52.5. Most books, 53.5. I bet the shit out of this at 54.5. Listen, Purdue shocked the college football world last year in Nashville. They beat that Tennessee squad at Nissan Stadium despite not playing their first-round DN and David Bell, their star wide receiver, he didn't even play. They've returned their top wide receivers and tight ends from that game, including quarterback Aiden O'Connell. This dude is, I think, in his sixth year of experience. He didn't start all those years, but nevertheless, this kid can fucking play. Now, their defensive coordinator left to take the D.C. job at Wake Forest, so I don't expect the defense to be as good this year for Purdue, which actually was pretty good last year. Now, on the flip side of that, Penn State did lose a first-round pick in wide receiver Jahan Dotson, it doesn't matter because Franklin has recruited too much skill talent on the outside there. I mean, Phil Steele has this as a top 15 wide receiver group. Reports out of Camp Salbaps or Mitchell Tinsley from Western Kentucky is the real fucking deal. I can't believe I'm saying this as a Penn State fan. The offensive line is coming together. Juice Scruggs, a name you're going to want to know, out of Erie, Pennsylvania. He was a big pickup a couple years ago for Penn State in a recruiting battle over Ohio State. Ohio State genuinely wanted this kid. Penn State won. Now, he almost had to quit football about a year and a half, two years ago. He was in a major car accident. But guess what? He's back, and he's killing people in camp. This offensive line is ready to clear the way. Now, Speaking of offensive line, the ace up our sleeve in this game, the real reason we are smashing the over, from Governor Mifflin. Singleton. Nick Singleton. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we would like to introduce to you the next great Pennsylvania State running back, and his name is Nick Singleton, and he is literally 10 minutes from where we are recording this podcast, where he's from. Yeah, he, I saw him play 11 times last year. He's, he's a What'd your dad guy. say about he him? He actually said that my dad's played college football for anyone that's listening. He said that this guy actually was comparable to Tony Dorsett. Like he said, Tony looked, Dorsett. He said he hasn't seen a running back since that, like look like that. Sal Bab's dad thinks Nick Singleton is the next Tony Dorsett. Yeah, he like, doesn't just say that shit either. If, if the Penn State offensive line is anything competent as a Division One football Big Ten program, Nick Singleton and Penn State – and Sean Clifford was a top 10. Like, people talk all this shit and Sean Clifford. He's going to get hurt again. So I get it. But before he gets hurt, hopefully he can last one fucking game. He was a top 10 quarterback last year, statistically, before he got hurt. I I'm mean, telling you, this over kills. Our last five-star from this area was Chad Henney, who started how many years at Michigan under Lloyd Carr? Uh, four. And he's still in the NFL collecting paychecks. Like he's still on still, teams. Still. Like so like usually when guys are highly, 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 highly touted out of here, they do really well. Yeah, I think uh listen, the one drawback to this game, the Penn State secondary is legit. If Purdue can't score, this place fucked. Listen, this Penn State secondary is elite. It gives me some pause. Phil Steele has them rated as the number four overall secondary in the country. But, and this is huge with what we talked about with the refs. Holding. 
Joey Porter Jr., his dad, yes, was the famous linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is Penn State's shutdown corner. He's getting first-round buzz. This kid plays like he's fucking Bill Belichick, defensive back from 2008. He beats the living shit out of He presses and jams kids at the, at the line of scrimmage and holds the living shit out of them. Last year, I don't even know how many pass interference calls he was called for, but it is his kryptonite. This dude fucking mauls people. And I think in this game, Big Ten refs, Penn State on the road, Manny Diaz defense. Listen, he's a great DC, but he's super aggressive. He always gives up big plays. Penn State fans, get ready for a third and eight where you think that Purdue is about to be off the field and they score a 60-yard touchdown. This is a hallmark of a Manny Diaz this defense. This is a two-point line, three-point line. I mean, like, Purdue's going to do shit. Like, there's going to be action in this game. I didn't make a single play on this game for Penn State money line or any kind of spread. I from the very beginning I said cuz they're the over. mad hatter of upsets. They're the greatest. I I mean, no one goes there and leaves alive. We'll see what happens. I do think Penn State can win this game. They beat Ohio. Didn't they roll Ohio State <laughs> the one year? They there? did. They did. I'm I'm telling they you rolled them. Listen, I love the over here. I think this game's going to be like 35 to 32. I agree. I love it. I'm on it. Boscock lock, Penn State over. If you can get it, 52 and a half, great. 53 and a half, fine. 54 and a half, still do it. Anything under 55, we are taking the over. Yeah. You know what time it is. Yeah. It's 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 the 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 Poontang Parlay. No, no, that's not how you say it. It's the <laughs> Poontang Parlay. All right, Sal Baps, a little joyous celebration. The Poontang Parlay from our inaugural episode, it is still alive, baby. It is, it is still alive and kicking. It is alive and kicking, and I also have another one that's worth 800000 That one is also alive. Like I said, I have 30 parlays alive right now, thanks to all my winnings splitting the zeros. So we are in business. Divine intervention. Nevertheless... I am giving you guys a play because I see immense value in some games in week two and a couple sprinkles from week one here. So here we go. Starting off, we are doing the over 47. I'm on the Sugar House Bet Rivers app, uh, the Barstool Sportsbook. You can also get some week two, week three action, but I'm, I'm using Bet Rivers here right now. Over 47, Arizona at San Diego State. I am taking in week two, Texas Tech. Minus four and a half. Houston is coming to Lubbock. That is a big line. I'm I'm saying it. I told you several episodes ago, Texas Tech was my sneaky pick to win the Big 12. Vegas, four and a half against a top 25 team, Houston. They're, they're saying there's something in the water there in Lubbock. We are taking Tech minus four and a half in week two. Also in week two, Oklahoma State is minus 12 and a half. Arizona State, fake fucking football coach, Herm Edwards, and a team ravaged by the transfer portal comes to town there in Stillwater. We are taking 
Oklahoma State minus 12 and a half. USC travels to Palo Alto and all the woke exact tech nerds. Listen, there's going to be 20 people in the stands there at Stanford. Lincoln Riley, USC, they mean business. I think this USC offense is going to be top five in the country. I'm taking USC minus 10 and a half. I wonder if Stanford just starts their own like trans league. They probably already, <laughs> they've already developed it in the metaverse. Ole Miss, this is a week three game. I started betting it at minus 10. It's up to minus 12 and a half. It's going to go higher. Ole Miss is going to Georgia Tech, who is horrible. We are taking Ole Miss minus 12 and a half. Zach Evans is going to kill people. Back to week one action, Arkansas money line with Cincinnati. I love the money line here. Uh, Penn State at Purdue. We've already mentioned this game. We are taking the over 53 and a half here on Bet Rivers. TCU money line. Talk about if you just want to throw $3,000 on a game. This is the easiest play on the board. They're going to absolutely smoke a Colorado team that is starting true freshman cornerbacks because once again, all their guys left in the transfer portal. Tulsa money line at Wyoming. Sal Babs already touched on this. Over the 51, Utah at Florida. We spoke about this. The Old Dominion plus eight and a half I'm getting here in Bet Rivers. Love it. I think they actually probably pulled the, the win. And then one more week two game here. Pitt is a three and a half point home underdog against Tennessee. I love this Tennessee squad. But listen, I do too. Pat Narduzzi, he is Brady Hoke East, especially this year. Ah, it's a good comparison. You do not want to bet against Pitt for any spread that is bigger than three points, especially at home. I full-heartedly agree. Listen, Tennessee has an elite passing attack. Pitt has an elite secondary, and they have a, a, a strong defensive line, once again, under Narduzzi. They can get to Hooker and get pressure on him to you know, try to uh, make sure Tennessee doesn't put up 500 fucking points. That is the Poontang parlay now, once again. Now, they played last year, and it was like 85 points combined. Pitt was in Tennessee last year. They did. They did. It but was I'm, like a fucking 50 to 45 game. Well, there you go. That's why we're going three and a half. So just to, to recap all that, over 47, Arizona at San Diego State. Texas Tech minus four and a half. Houston at Texas Tech. We're taking Oklahoma State minus 12 and a half against Arizona State in week two. USC minus 10 and a half in week two. It's against Stanford. Ole Miss in week three, minus 12 and a half against Georgia Tech. Arkansas money line week one. Penn State Purdue over 53 and a half. TCU money line. Tulsa money line over 51. Utah at Florida. Old Dominion plus eight and a half. Pittsburgh plus three and a half. Week two against Tennessee. Sabaps, it is fucking 100 degrees in this basement right now. I am literally sweating like a whore in church. We have I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> we, I, can't even believe, I was going to say that if we, you didn't say it. I, I'm literally about to pass out. We oh. have to we have to hit a parlay if for the very least to get central air here in my grandfather's basement. <laughs> do something. Because <laughs> this is fucking horrible. I'm, I feel like I just got subbed out of a basket. <laughs> <laughs> praise, praise God this episode is over. Um, do you have any final words for the people? Yeah, dude, just just remember, follow us on Twitter. If you do that, we will start growing. And if you actually like five us. Five-star reviews. Five-star reviews and dick pics. Just fucking do it. Like, well, this is going to pop off, people. I know you're probably laughing at it. It's like, oh, well, this ain't shit. It's got to be. Because I'm telling you, I'm a good gambler. 
And Goose is too. We know what we're talking about, despite the, the stupid UConn shit. Fuck that team. And we, we have vastly different styles. Yes. I, I pick games like stocks. I'm all about value. I love picking games where I think that line should be four or five points in a different direction. Sal Baps is a mercenary. I mean, sniper. He is Saturday morning, gets the final injury report. Yep. Sees what the, the Sharps in Vegas are doing, Ow. and then he just smashes lines. So, you know, do a little bit of both. Do one or the other. Do none. It's up to you guys, but there's a lot of thunderstorms happening outside uh, here in Pennsylvania right now. All I got to say is week one, you're about to see the biggest fucking thunderstorm that you've seen in the past year. College football is here. It's a moment we've been literally thinking about every Months. single day. I have 30 parlays on the line. This is stuff of epic proportions. Sal Babs. History can be changed. Let's do it. Let's get Central AC. Let's, uh, boats and hoes. Let's make it happen. Yeah, and a TV. You know what time it is, kids. Say your prayers, take your vitamins, grow your own food, and make that bread and butter them hoes.